You are listening to the Inspiring Your Shine podcast. Hello and welcome to Inspiring Your Shine. This is Rebecca and I'm so excited as usual to help you to arise, shine, and prosper online. Today we're going to be talking about your brand pillars. And essentially your brand pillars are your content. What you are creating that is making up the entirety of your brand. How people are experiencing you. And this is so very important. I'm very excited to share with you today my secrets for creating content and how to make it really easy, as well as what types of content you can be creating that will increase your influence, impact, and income. So if you have been showing up, but your platforms, your social channels are not growing, it is likely because of your content. And if you aren't showing up consistently, it is probably because you're struggling with content or you may feel unclear about what to say. Don't worry, I'm going to solve this for you today. Because if you want to grow your brand, the first thing you have to do is capture their attention by creating your brand presence. So if you missed my last podcast, definitely go back and listen to your brand presence podcast. That is going to help you a lot. But after you have that in order, then you need to keep their attention. And the way that you keep their attention is with great content. This is where the brand pillars come in because this is all about content. I like to teach a system where there are four different kinds of content that you are creating on a regular rotating basis. And these four areas are you support them, you share things, you shine your light, and you solve problems. So let's break these down a little bit. You need to support your ideal client in your area of expertise. You need to bring in other experts. You need to support their journey, encourage them, motivate them. And then with sharing, you want to make sure that you are sharing fun and valuable information that will keep them engaged. So think about it as edutaining. You want to think about how can you teach them something and make it fun at the same time, as well as sharing personal things about your life to keep them emotionally invested in you. Then you also want to have things that help you to shine. How can you showcase your expertise? How can you place yourself as the person who has the answers for them that can solve their problems? And lastly, you have the actual solving your problems content where you are giving tips, tricks, hacks, things that are going to help them in the moment right now to solve some of the problems that you are an expert in. This is what is going to help you to build influence if you are posting content in all four of these areas. This is also the structure of these four areas of share, support, solve, and shine that is going to make it easier for you to create your content. So what I have found working with clients is that many people struggle to post consistently because they just don't know how to prepare content to post on social. Because ideally, you should be preparing things in advance. You should be bulk doing things. You should be doing all of your design in a bulk. You should be doing any recording or lives or reels, videos in a bulk. Because our mind works best when we do things, the same things, and you get into flow. And so the problem is, is that you'll have a daily what they call a DMO, a daily method of operation, and you are trying to switch gears like 10 times throughout your day. And so I want to help you to figure out that you need to be sitting down and you need to have like a content day. And maybe there is a day that you plan it and then there's a day you create it and then there's a day that you post it. So that is definitely something that I want you to know. But content doesn't only come in the form of social posts. Content is anything that you can showcase your expertise, solve their problems, support their journey, and of course, show them a peek behind the scenes of your life. Again, you want to create that emotional connection. So I'm going to share with you some different types of content that you can create, and you should be creating some of these additional pieces instead of only relying on social media. So it reaches different audiences because not everyone is showing up on your Instagram. Not everyone is showing up on Facebook. And even if they are showing up, those algorithms are not always in your favor showing everybody your post. And so this is a way to ensure that you can reach a lot of different people 
that are in your realm by creating these different pieces of content. And it really doesn't have to be a huge deal. So of course, we want to be focusing on social posts. And if, when you are doing the social posts, the goal is to engage and nurture your audience. So don't just post and ghost. You need to make sure that when you post, or even if you have it scheduled, that you take that time within that first hour specifically, if you want to trigger the algorithm in your favor, you want to be showing up and engaging back with people. And you want to make your post engaging so that it's not just something that people will read and scroll by, but something they will want to engage and interact with. Make it a conversation. That is something that a lot of people do wrong. Of course, you want to be doing things in stories. So sometimes people make a mistake of in their feed. If you have a business and you are trying to showcase yourself as an expert, yes, you want that different type of content. You want to be supporting them, solving their problems. You want to be sharing behind the scenes content and sharing funny things and things that entertain them. And you also want to be shining and showcasing yourself. But you also want to make sure you're aware of the balance of all of that. You don't want to be sharing nothing but product posts and educating them about your product and showing befores and afters. We've all seen people's feeds like this. It is boring and it feels very like a solicitor. And so what I want you to recognize is in your stories though, you can blow it up with personal things, with things that aren't really relevant to what you're trying to say and with showcasing your products or solutions you can do 10 to 12 stories a day with a mix of those things and it's perfectly okay whereas obviously you wouldn't be wanting to fill up your feed with a whole bunch of things that don't matter every single thing that you do in your feed needs to be very intentional Another thing you can do besides just posting a post is a carousel post. And this is something that I started seeing once they are allowing us to do these multiple photos is what you do is in Canva, you make these multiple photos where you are sharing how to solve something on a step-by-step -step basis, or you're sharing different parts of what you do photo by photo by photo. And it should take them kind of on a journey and help them to solve a problem, help them to understand what you're trying to um, express more. So let's just say that you sell oils. Maybe you're going to do something about the benefits of lavender and each slide or each, it, it's kind of like a slideshow, each picture is going to have something different about lavender on it. And People love that. It's educational. They can take it in on their own time without it feeling rushed because even stories go by pretty fast. And so especially if you want them to learn, I recommend that you do a carousel post every single week on your products, on the solution that you give, on sharing advice, whatever you think. But carousel posts are huge. And then, of course, Reels and TikTok, short form video is where it is at. If you are not doing it, you really need to start trying to do it. I've been trying to do it. I'm super uncomfortable on camera. I'm really awkward, but I've really tried to focus on doing cool transitions and picking trendy music and doing short, you know, to the point things. And some things that I've done are more personal, but they've gotten a lot of views, which is really good for the algorithm because if I have a few reels and they all have done over 3000 views, then when I do another reel, if it is not personal, but it's more business, most likely they are going to try to show it to more people because I've already proven that people will watch my reels. And so make sure that you are creating some kind of reels, get in there and just learn. Um, I can tell you that there is for tutorials on how to do reels. I really like this girl called her name is Stephanie Case. Uh, it's Stephanie Case, K-A-S-E. And she has all kinds of YouTube tutorials about it. And then I, of course, have worked with a girl named uh, Danny Class. And I went through the real Instagram formula with her. And she talked all about her formula for viral reels. And I believe that is why I have gotten 3,000 views on all the reels that I have done so far. And so definitely do your reels and TikTok. That is what is going on right now. That's what's hot. And then of course you want to be edutaining. And that means that 
you want to, anytime you are trying to teach something, educate people, you're trying to show up as the expert, think about how you can make it fun, whether it's in reels or in a post, how can you make it more engaging? How can you activate them to action? That is really important. So that was your social content. So I gave you a few different ideas that maybe you're not doing instead of just doing normal social posts or even just posting your stories. Now you know how to do that a little more strategically, hopefully. And so now let's move into your foundational content. And your foundational content are like, if you think about a wheel, like on a tire of a bike, and I love bicycles. In case you didn't know that about me, I have bicycle things like all around my house. I don't even really ride a bike, but there's just something about the imagery of a bicycle that I love. But so I love this analogy that I learned from income school. And it is you create foundational content and that content is like the middle of the wheel. Then all of the other things spoke out of it. So this is how you repurpose things as you start with this foundational content. And then you create social posts, stories, emails, and things to support the foundational content. So foundational content are things like YouTube videos, live videos even, because once you go live, you can transform that into a YouTube or you can turn it into a blog post or you can turn it into multiple social posts. You can be sending that out in an email saying that you have this live that um, they need to go watch before it goes away. And then you also have um, audios like what I'm doing here on the podcast. This is foundational content. And then you also have blogs or articles. Articles are more what we would put on LinkedIn. So that is your foundational content. YouTube, live videos, audios, blogs, or articles. And these are the things that are like the big pieces of content where you are really dealing from beginning to end with one big idea. And then you can branch off of that like spokes on a wheel and create all kinds of tiny little content that leads back to the foundational content. And also the foundational content, a lot of times it is content that is going to be there and not necessarily disappear. Now we know that live videos can lose outside of the feed, but you can still repurpose that live video by downloading it and uploading it as a video. And so it is something that can be used over and over. And it also becomes part of your library of content, which is very important. So if you are not doing any foundational content, you definitely should be. And then we have the supporting things, the supporting content. So supporting content is like an email newsletter. Even if your company does let newsletters for you, I want you to try to figure out how to more personalize that, whether it's that once it goes out, you're sending a personal email or a text to somebody saying, hey, I hope you saw our newsletter. I really appreciated this article or this recipe that's in there or something to make it a little more personal. But having a newsletter is great. You could do it once a week or once a month. I mean, I know a lot of people that that worked really well for. Rachel Hollis used to send out a really great newsletter where she had a lot of Things And then she, of course, turned that into affiliate links. And so that's a really good idea if you deal in a product business or you're an influencer. And then you want emails that are like a welcome series. So when people come into your life and your world, a way to support them is, first of all, what kind of a setup do you have for greeting people when they come into your world? When they start following you, are you even saying anything? I can tell you I'm, I've been really bad about this. This is not something that I was in a habit of doing, but Think about it if you are a virtual business and somebody coming in and following you is like them walking in the door and you're completely ignoring them. We cannot be doing that. We have to figure out a way to greet them and introduce ourselves and have an opportunity to ask them about themselves and get to know them and create some kind of an emotional connection with them. And so definitely have a way and a setup for you to be greeting people. But then in addition to that, a really good idea is once you ever have an opportunity to get somebody's email, set up a greeting email intro um, welcome series where it will just automatically be sent to them from the time that they enter your world. And then once they go through the welcome series, then you change them over to your weekly emails. And if again, if you're not doing emails, I want to encourage you to do that because we don't own our social platforms. 
even a lot of the things that I was saying that where we do our foundational content besides your website, you don't own any of those platforms. You can literally be kicked off, shut down. We've seen it happen. But the one thing they can't take away from you is your email list. So you definitely want to consider having one. So another great supporting piece of content that also can be pillar content because it does stay there is a Pinterest pin. And so everything that you do, you should also be turning it into a Pinterest pin. Now, Pinterest is way more visual and you want to use more infographics. You want to use really catchy. There's there's a whole art to Pinterest. I do have a training on that. And so, and I give you all my best tips for making it on Pinterest. And Tailwind is a really great app to use for Pinterest, but I highly recommend you using Pinterest because it's really great for organic reach. If you don't want to pay ads to reach people, Pinterest, some people grow their entire business just by doing Pinterest. The thing with Pinterest is you can't just, again, post and ghost. You don't have to interact back with your pins necessarily and some unless somebody actually asks a question, which normally they just kind of like it or share it, save it to a board. But what you do need to do is you need to pin other people's things and then they'll pin yours. So it's kind of a community in that way. And then another supporting thing that you definitely should be having for your business is creating infographics. On Canva, there is an infographic tab that gives you all kinds of great templates to jump off of and you just change it to your colors, switch it around. It's really pretty easy to create on Canva. If you're not using Canva to create things and you're intimidated of it, I really encourage you to just get in there and start getting familiar and creating these infographics where you can create a bird's eye view of what you do. You can create infographics for those step-by-steps, just like you do the carousels, and you can share them in your stories. You can share them on Pinterest. And so the same information, the same content can be reused in so many different ways by just putting it into a quick infographic. People are very visual and it helps them to remember. And I actually had read that, I don't know where they got the information, but I read that if we have the capacity to retain up to 80% of what we see. And that's pretty incredible. So an infographic is definitely something you want to do to support people's journey in your business. So now let's look at just a few other forms of content that you could be creating that you're probably not creating that are really good options for you. And we can't do everything at once, but Think about that hub of the wheel and what is the foundational content that you can create? What social posts can you pull out of that content? How can you support that content by sending it out in an email, making a Pinterest pin, making an infographic? So as you can see, if you can visualize with me that wheel, all of those different spokes from that one core piece of content, it's not that hard to do. It takes a little bit of time and intention, but you can get into a weekly rhythm of doing this. And I tend to like to create from one core piece of content. Like I will have this audio and this podcast as my core piece of content. And then I will turn this into different things. I can turn this into a blog. I can turn this into a shorter live video. I can do a a really quick YouTube video on a piece of this because it's too long to put everything. I can send it in an email saying, hey, I have a new podcast. I can make little audio clips that I can put on my social. I can make quotes from the podcast and lead them back to the podcast for my social. So that is the way that I do my content and all of my clients that work with me, I create a content flow like this to show them how they can repurpose all of their main core content each week to make it easy for you. So let's get back to the other ways that you can create content that you may not be doing, which is hosting a clubhouse room. Clubhouse is still really big. And yeah, we have more of the people coming in and just harassing people and stuff. And and there are some subjects that are touchy, but if you keep just showing up consistently and building your audience and going into other rooms and trying to get on stage or ask questions and and tell people about you, a lot of people will follow you and you can use that as a catalyst to build your business. If, and it's really easy just to get on and talk, you know, and then webinars, of course, are a really great way. The thing with webinars is you still have to get eyes on your webinar, but just having that piece of content made, you can enter that even into an email sequence. So you can have that welcome sequence and you can say in the email with a link to your webinar, like, 
that really entices them to go and watch that webinar. And so you could do that. That can also be something that you put as a link in your clubhouse bio. You can put it in a link tree on your main social bios, and you can just lead people to that webinar that at the end of the webinar, you should always be trying to sell one of your main things. And I have a webinar called From Dreamer to Achiever. If you have not watched it yet, it's really awesome. I really take you through the journey of how to shift from being just a dreamer and to actually starting to achieve your dreams. It is really awesome if I do say so myself. And then we have master classes, which are very similar to webinars, but they can be done live on Zoom where you can literally get people in the room, leads that you have, you can get them in a room and do a master class to really showcase yourself as an expert and help them to achieve something small that day. And then of course, you're going to be able to follow up with them and pitch to them individually is what I recommend doing, which works really well. I know there's a guy named Tom Earl, who is a Facebook ads guy, and he does his whole model that way through master classes and then DMs and just connecting with the people that attended and just getting them into his programs. And it works really effectively. And then you have um, just your free downloadables. If you do not have some kind of a free downloadable PDF or a video series or something that is your lead magnet, then you definitely need one. Um, these are things that I teach in all my programs of how to do this and what to do and what to create. So important because this is where people are coming across you and if you don't have a way to hook them, if you don't have a way to really grab that email address and to start nurturing them, then you're really missing the boat on growing your business. And that is how you grow your influence, impact, and income is things like this. Having all of these doors of content out there, of these virtual doors where people can walk in. I mean, I don't even know how many pieces of things I just told you of different ways that you can do that. Um, you definitely want to be doing that. And this is one area of your business. Once you get your branding dialed in and you know that you're visually um, coming in and your presence is pretty and you have templates and colors and you know exactly what you're creating, then the next step is creating these brand pillars, this content. And that is what is really going to build your influence. And it's so important. If you only focused on getting content out there and you didn't focus so much on really having that marketing mind, and you didn't focus so much on worrying about where you're going to find people, didn't waste so much time out there consuming content, but you started actually creating content, that is the secret. It is absolutely the secret. So I really hope that you hear me on this. So as you see, you have so many different options. And I want to remind you that Every single time you create something, this is a virtual door for other people to come in through. And so it is not a waste of your time. And you can repurpose these things over and over and over. So now let's kind of address the elephant in the room. And that is that a lot of people know that this is what they should be doing. I've now reminded you of that. And in your spirit, you're probably like, yeah, I know that is exactly what if I was just more consistent with content, I know that content is king. I know that that is what will develop my audience if I just keep creating really awesome content. But the problem that I have found is that a lot of entrepreneurs feel very overwhelmed when it comes to creating content. And it's similar to think about it this way as an artist and a true artist. They're really good at this. But most of us who sit down and there's a blank canvas in front of you and somebody just says, create something, it takes forever to even start. You don't know. It's so much easier if you have something to jump off of. Because most people have a really hard time getting started from a blank page. I know that I do. I need things to get my juices flowing with my creativity. And so many times before I create any content, I will always go and do research. Another thing that you can do is go and look at some of your competitors. If you don't know who you are directly competing with for your niche, you definitely need to know who at least 10 of your good competitors are. And you need to be looking at their stuff regularly, not only for ideation for you, but to kind of keep a pulse on your market. It's like your research, your market research. 
And you can go to these competitors. You never want to copy anyone, especially not exactly copy them, but you can get ideas and then you can filter it through your own brain and your own way of being and you can come up with some really cool stuff and you can really be inspired by that. But I have also created a process to help creating content easy for you. And it's a combination of two different things. And I already told you the one thing, the four different brand pillars, which are share, shine, support, and solve. And so we're going to use those, but I also want to talk to you about the five social content pillars. And so I want you to think of these five core content pillars as if you were a magazine. And if you were creating a magazine that was a reflection of you, what five things can your readers expect to see in every issue? Now, when you are creating foundational content like blogs, podcasts, YouTube. If you're in business and you are a brand that's a business and you're not a personal brand, then that magazine is going to look more like a specialty magazine. Like think about Jeep magazine. That Jeep magazine only covers one topic and they talk about just Jeep and they talk about all things Jeep. And so that is one approach for people who have brands. And if you're building a business that you have a brand, but essentially as Inspiring Your Shine, I could build my business like a brand. Currently, I'm still building it more like a personal brand. And I'm going to share with you how to do that in a second. But if you are more like a brand where you eventually want people to take over and help you and it to be a team effort, then that is a really good idea for you to build it this way. The trouble is you really have to be an expert and really in a niche where you can develop an audience in that. Like for instance, my husband is into RC cars, specifically RC crawlers. They are like little Jeeps and four wheel drive vehicles that are remote controlled. And so that is a real niche thing. So he can talk just about that and the audience is coming there for that, not for his own personal life. Now, it always is still a really good idea to somehow get people to emotionally connect to the brand. And you've seen a lot of the big brands do this. It's always really important to create some kind of an emotional connection between your products and the problems that you solve and their emotions. But I think most of you are probably still in the building a personal brand piece. And and so when it comes to that, then think of a personal brand would look more like an Oprah magazine because you might have things about food, style, lifestyle might be mixed in and then you also have your main niche. So you're still supporting them, solving their problems, showcasing and shining in your area of expertise, but you're mixing it in with other things that your ideal client would be interested in like food and lifestyle and style. And So hopefully that helps you wrap your head around this concept of having these different five brand pillars. And this is really when it comes to showing up on social media because social media is social. It is meant to be something that people can engage with and create communities around. Now, when you're creating your foundational content like blogs and YouTube and Um, even this podcast, that's not necessarily something that is going to create a lot of social community. But on your social platforms, you definitely want to be mixing in these different pillars like that Oprah magazine in order for you to be showing up and holding their interest so they don't just feel sold to all the time. Now, what's really cool about those specialty brands, like I explained to you about if you're like a Jeep magazine, then People are there because they want to learn about that. And so what's great about it, though, is you can talk about it from all kinds of different things. I mean, in Jeep Magazine, they're not just always trying to sell you something. They are supporting you with knowledge about how to fix this or that or tips or hacks about different things. And and so hopefully you kind of know what kind of a business you are creating so you know how to show up on social and You could technically do both on your personal feed. You could be doing this more Oprah magazine kind of a way. And then you can also have a very specialty brand driven Instagram or brand driven Facebook or group. And you only focus on 
that topic your niche there. And maybe that's a really good way to look at your social media because some people really struggle with how do I not just blast everybody on my personal account, but still make sure that my personal account knows what I do so they can refer me because these are people that already know, like, and trust you, right? So you want to be able to leverage that. So that's a really good way to look at it. And I just thought of that right now to make that connection. But um, for me personally, and if I had a, a magazine and when I show up, I really can be known for faith and encouragement. And I also would be known now in branding. I've been really focusing on branding and brand identity, social selling, like tips like I'm sharing with you right now. A lot of social selling is in that and um, self-identity. So I love to talk about your powers, purpose, and personality. It's all about your self-identity. And then now I'm in this awful stage of midlife, which I think is just such a cruel joke because it's when your children are older and you've done and spent all your great years investing into them and now it's time for you and you're feeling old and broken down and tired and you're as a woman, you're going through changes and it just, it's not the best thing. And so that's kind of something that I've really been struggling with and I've been wanting to create community around for support. And so I've been talking about that a little more. So um, as a personal brand, when you have those five pillars, like I talked about, if you're more like an Oprah magazine, then it makes it more interesting. People aren't going to get bored feeling like you're selling. They're not going to unfollow you because they feel like you're just always showing befores and afters. Or you're always talking about your product. You're always trying to sell. This is going to keep them engaged and invested in you, which you want. And it's also important for you to remember that your passions, the, th- the season of life that you're in, the things that you're interested in, Uh, the things that you um, love to do that don't really have anything to do with your business necessarily, those are still doors for people to come into your realm, for people to get to know you and what you do and refer you. And so don't think that you only need to be constantly focusing on business and networking in business type situations. Definitely go out there and live life and be able to meet and connect with new people through different ways of different passions and interests so that you can bring them into your world and potentially they are a door to more people. They may not be exactly your ideal client and need what you have to offer. They may not have the problem that you solve, but I bet they know somebody. And so do not discount the fact that you're bringing people in all the time through different doors. So hopefully now you can wrap your head around the different five pillars, like your type of magazine and what that would look like. But I I want you to now switch gears with me just a little bit and I wanna bring you back to the brand pillars. So remember in the beginning, I said that your content is like the pillars that hold up your brand promise and the problems that you solve. And so those four brand pillars were shine, support, solve, and share. I've mentioned them a couple times now. So now I'm going to break them down just a little bit so you can kind of wrap your head around the way that I've organized these. And this is something I use in my programs and what I use with clients to help create really awesome, diverse, but also on track content. And so when it comes to shining, this is all about you shining your light in the world. You have an expertise. You are powerful in certain things and you are doing what you do because you're aligned hopefully, to be doing it. That's exactly what I do too, is I align you to make sure that you are able to shine your light in the world. And so you want to be showcasing yourself as an expert. You want them to see the real authentic you. You want to showcase your your own personal light of who you are, your personality. You want to be creating content like audios, videos, reels, and lives that are really capturing your essence and helping you shine your light into the world. This is something that I've really struggled with because I don't like video and because I've been inconsistent even with my audios is that I'm really cheating the world and you are too when we don't show up because nobody else has to offer what you do. Nobody else is equipped to give things to the world the way that you are. And so we need to make sure that we're shining our light 
And then also shining has to do with showcasing the people that you've helped by showing social proof and testimonies and capturing things. This is something that I worked with a client. She did this and it's brilliant is every single time somebody says something nice to you on a text or in replying to a story or anywhere, just capture a little image of that. Not only to help you remember, but just capture it. And then you can reuse those. You can use those as social proof. You can repost them on your stories. You can put a, a like, use those excerpts as testimonies on your website and in your marketing materials. It's so huge. And of course, when you shine your light and you are out there and you are serving and you are giving like only you can, that is how you create influence. You have no opportunity to build influence if you aren't showing up and shining your light. So the next area, the next S is support. And I already talked about this a little bit, but supporting is encouraging them inspiring them to action, reminding them that they can do it and equipping them to do it. It's about helping support their mindset and their journey, their mental journey with whatever it is that you deal with. It is about helping to share new ideas and new processes and innovations from your niche. And also like what systems do you use to implement your things that you teach into your life and give them that behind the scenes look of this is how I do it. This is how I've done it. And it means so much more to people when they know that you are coming from a place and you are teaching them things from things that they are actually doing and living out. There's so much power to it. And then of course, you can give emotional and relationship support. I mean, we don't want to become counselors to people, but we always can be just emotionally supportive. I just read something about a customer experience and how Zappos will do things like this, where there was a woman that was calling customer service because she was late on doing a return. And what happens is she shares with them that I'm late because my mother passed away. And so Zappos went out of their way. Not only did they take the return late, they gave her like a discount or discounted shipping or free shipping for the new item or whatever it was. They also went way out of their way and sent flowers to her. And that's a big company. Zappos is a big company. And that just blew my mind when I read that. And so I want you to think about that. How can you support your people that are investing in you, investing their time, reading your stuff, engaging with you? How can you also support them? Maybe it is that you send them a birthday card. Maybe it is that if you find out something is going on, you a lot of times instead of just saying, I'll pray for you on a post. I will put the prayer right there so that they know that I took my time and I did actually pray for them. And so those are little things that you can do to support them. One other thing that you can do to support them is think about people that do something that would support your ideal client. It's not necessarily something that you do. You're not competing with them directly. Maybe you share an audience, but they have a different product to offer is the best kind of collaboration for that. But even things that don't have anything to do, but you just think that your people would really love it. Like, for instance, I think that my people would really love it if I brought a stylist on and talked about the latest trends and things like that. It really doesn't have a whole lot to do with my brand. I mean, kind of. um, But it would be really engaging for my ideal client. I know that they would like it. So think about what your ideal client would like, how you can support them in ways that you don't support them, but they would appreciate it. And now we move on to solving. Your brand exists to solve problems. If you can't answer to me, if I were to say to you, what problem do you solve? And you don't have an immediate answer. You have to get clear on that. This is what I do in brand strategy. I help you to get clear on what problem that you solve, your brand messaging, and then all of these pillars that we're talking about. I help you line all of that out, get your brand presence out there so that you know exactly what you're doing. You can communicate it simply and hopefully you can get a new customer. So you need to know what problem you solve and you need to be constantly sharing little bits of solutions and product knowledge bits for them about solving their problem. And you want to be educating them and you want to share life lessons from testimonies from your 
current customers, from other stories that you've heard, from your own journey. You want to be a resource to them. You want to be that expert that they come to whenever they have this problem and that you come to mind when they have this problem or know somebody else because that's how you're going to get referrals. And so do step-by-step tutorials. And I really encourage you to try to use that that uh, reels and TikTok with a short form video and try to think about how can I teach them something in 15 seconds or less. On my Instagram, if you scroll through there, you will find a post where I do a carousel about how to how to tell a story in 15 seconds or less. And there's some tips on there for you. I'm probably going to actually do a podcast coming up about storytelling and that will be included in it as well. And then you, when it comes to solving, you want to do training series. You can do those workshops um, where you do live and you work with people. You could do hot seats. You could do things that really think about how not only to solve their problems, like their physical problems with your products and services, but how can you solve their problems emotionally that because you are taking care of that physical problem. Talk about the internal journey as well. People may not be speaking out loud about the internal journey. So just to give you an example, if you solve the problem of acne, Think about how that person needs to be supported internally. They need to know that, of course, the physical transformation is going to really impact them on an internal level. But think about how to support them and how to help solve the low esteem that they have because of it. And so just think about that when you are creating content, when you are looking to help solve these problems. And of course, tips and hacks. People love tips and hacks. So anything in your industry that's in your niche that is a tip or a hack, you want to be sharing those things all the time. Again, you you can only really do one or two posts on your feed a day, but you can really blow up your stories with really helpful solution-based content. Again, this is really showcasing you as an expert and you want that. And then the last piece is that share piece. Now, this is the piece that most people either do it all the time and they do hardly any of the other pillars Or sometimes they do all business and they don't do any of this personal sharing. And so I want you to think about telling lots and lots of stories. Stories will connect the people to you. They go on this emotional journey with you when you tell a story, when it's whether it's your own or somebody else's, tell lots of stories. That's a great way to share um, and showcase your expertise, showcase the problems that you solve all through stories. And then You want to really not be all in your ego and be afraid to share your struggles and your vulnerabilities. Now, you don't want to be talking about things that you're still crying so hard you can't even speak when you talk about it, but the things that you've already overcome and been over. So I know a lot of people that they've been through divorce or they've lost a child and and they now are kind of on the other side of that where they can speak about it without crying their eyes out. And so they can share some of the vulnerable things that they went through or they can share the vulnerabilities of where they were when they when they came across the product or service that, that now they want to help you with. And um, people really love and connect emotionally to people who will share their struggles and vulnerabilities. You'll be amazed at how fast you can grow if you start to do this. And then, of course, share your passions. Share what you love in life. Share your traveling. Share your food. Share your wine. Share the things that you are enjoying and loving. Share your children. You know, like, you don't have to be doing it all the time. And again, you can do this really well in stories, but do a post every once in a while. Like this share piece is part of that rhythm and that rotation that you want to be doing when you are creating your content. So don't be afraid to put things about your family. You don't even have to show pictures of your kids if you're somebody who's private like that, but you can tell stories. You can share moments. You can share a scene and you can talk in the caption about what you guys experienced there or a funny story without showing a picture of your kid even. And so people want to see that peek behind the scenes. Share the different things that you love, your passions, your hobbies, the things that you're doing, your lifestyle, things that they can relate to in this season of life. Think about your ideal customer and what you guys have in common and how you can relate to them. Share funny memes about it. Share entertaining posts, things that make you laugh. They might make them laugh. Like I absolutely love like pets in costumes and pets doing cute things. I like, I will always laugh and it makes me really feel happy. And so share those things. And And then, of course, you know, always be willing to share a little bit of behind the scenes. 
Share a little bit of behind the scenes of your business and what you have going on and what you're preparing for. Share behind the scenes of your life and what you've been going through. Share behind the scenes of your special moments. Like people love that. That is what makes them connect to you. That is what's going to make you grow. People really need that emotional connection. Don't just come at them like an advertiser all the time. And What I propose that you do is put these brand pillars across the top when you are going to create your content. So remember we talked about that blank slate and how everybody really, really struggles with this. And so take your five brand pillars, those personal pillars, um, where I told you it's kind of like a mix between um, whatever magazine you are. So if you are just a brand and you're like a specialty Jeep magazine or you're preparing content just for your specialty, Um, for your group or whatever, then you can put all five of those things that have to do with your brand and your specialty, your Jeep magazine up on top. Or if you are preparing for the Oprah magazine, then you can put your pillars across the top. I shared with you what my pillars were. Those go across the top and you have all five of them there. And then what you do is along the left-hand side, you're going to take those four pillars that I shared with you, the shine, the solve, the share, and the support, and you will be able to use it like a grid. So I want you to think about you have support on the left-hand side, and then on the the top, you have, let's just use one of mine, like self-identity. And so I know that I want to create a post or information about self-identity and something that feels supportive. And so I might make a post about like, are you masking your true personality? And so that are two pieces of content that will trigger me of what is a topic that I could create for that. And I'll just write that down. And I usually will put three bullet points underneath it. And so if you just think about this on one piece of paper and you had a grid of um, the, the four things repeating. So you might, if you're posting five times a week or you're posting seven times a week, you might have that repeating seven times. So you might have like two shares, a support, two solves and a shine. And so that is on your left-hand side and hopefully you can visualize this and you will want to be able to put it in some kind of a grid and you could literally create 30 days of content really, really quick doing this trick. And this is what I do and how I create content for my clients. And it keeps it really interesting and fresh. And it also helps you keep track of what you've already talked about. So you're not just constantly talking about the same things and boring your audience. If you have the two pieces of content and you're getting a little stuck and you don't really know, remember I said that I love to do research or go look at my competition for things. You can look up that keyword on Google. And what you can do is put that keyword in and immediately Google's going to give you the top searches for that keyword. And so that might trigger you. But you also could do your keyword and then a space and then an A. And those are the top choices for whatever would start with an A after that, that people have searched for. If there's nothing there, go back and do B. And you can go through the entire alphabet. I am promise you within just a few letters, you're going to find an idea. Something is going to trigger it and help you to think about what you could say, what you could post about. So that is how you would schedule out your social posts and have like that grid and really have a lot of things to jump off of. But what I recommend for you when it comes to your foundational content is that I always take a topic, whatever topic it is, and I try to think about it from my ideal client's perspective. And I want to think about what is a title that would really like draw them in that would hook them. And so I'll come up with a title and then I just try to have about three points of things that I would say about that. What are the three main little things that I would want to say about that topic with that title? It really is nice when you're in that group to just go ahead and create that title. It saves you a step later on. Try to think about that hook. Even when you're creating a reel, you need a hook. When you're creating an email, you need a hook. When you're creating any piece of content, you need a hook and a good title. And so just get in the habit of while you're in that place of trying to think about it, just go ahead and try to make a title. And when you are trying to think of those three things that you could say about it, um, 
if you just feel like what you know is kind of basic and you don't have like anything special, then go do some research. But what I want to encourage you to do is make sure that you're trying to give a, a solution, give a tip, give something that other people aren't really talking about. Try to approach it maybe even in a different way or or put it through a filter of an analogy that somebody else has never done. And so you want to have people really receive what it is that you have to say. And so instead of just giving the same old basic knowledge, I want you to know that when people come across something and they're like, oh, I've heard this before, they just check out. They don't even keep going. And so always be trying to think about how can I tell them this in a way that they've never heard it before? How can I be unique? How can I think outside of the box? This is something I learned from my um, client that I built the real Instagram formula course for. And she was always saying, think outside of the box, like make content with a purpose and on brand and on niche, but think outside of the box in the way that you're doing it to really engage people so that they see that you are really an innovator in what you're doing. So as I wrap this up here, I just want to remind you that you definitely want to be consistently posting. You want to be consistently creating that foundational content and then repurposing it, really creating that hub content with all those different spokes leading back to that main content. And the way to do this is to plan it. And so I want to encourage you to take the time to plan out that grid that I talked to you about social posts. You can also do this with your pillar content and make sure that you um, know at least for a month. I mean, if you look at it from this way for if you're doing it with pillar content, you could literally just plan out four different topics with the title and the bullet points, like three different bullet points of what you would say about that. And it gives you a jumping off point so that when you go to actually create that content, you already know what you're talking about that week. And you already know what you're going to be creating. And it makes it so much easier because this is a quote from Dwayne Johnson, who I love, The Rock. And success isn't always about greatness. It's about consistency. Consistent hard work leads to success. Greatness will come. And I know that you want to shine bright and make a difference. So I hope that this information about your pillars and social content and all the content that I talked about today. I know this was a little longer than normal, but I hope that you hung in there with me. And as my free gift to you, I am going to give you my branding guide that gives you a lot of this information and it will help you to make sure that your brand is dialed in, that you know how to create content that your ideal customer will resonate with and it is going to support you. Um, and I look forward to helping you to grow your influence, impact, and income this year.